Welcome, yeah. ladies and gents. It's Friday. Mm-hmm. I know you love Fridays. You feel like you're going to collapse, right? But you got to keep going. So here we go, ladies and gents. Friday like, show. Let's do this thing. Shut up and sit down. The Business Bros Podcast was created for you. Learn from the business professionals who come to share their stories. Find out what's working in business on social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of successful entrepreneurs out there doing the real work. And now, welcome to another episode of Business, business Bros. Bros. Yeah, <laughs> thing in. Hey, well done on that, man. Collapse. I like it. All right, all you business pros out there. Before we jump into the show, just a quick reminder, please, subscribe on whichever platform it is that you're listening to us on today. Give us a like. Give us a follow. Subscribe. Drop a review. Help other like-minded business owners find value from our awesome guests while we rise up in those podcast rankings. We'll sincerely appreciate every single one of you for it. And if you want to be a guest on the show, we'd love to have you on and learn from you as well. Go to www.businessbros.biz. Schedule your time, and don't forget to follow us on all our social medias at Business Bros Pod. All right, everybody, we're so excited and honored to bring another incredible guest to the Business Bros Pod. Our guest today accomplished in five years what many of us are still trying to figure out how. With an unorthodox worldview and an innate awareness of how the world works, our guest learned the game of money in a way that enabled him to turn $2,000 into a real estate investment income that allowed him to quit his day job and travel full-time before his first quarter of life. Our guest sees the world through a very unique lens, one that has shown him that, well, he's an idiot. But so is everyone else, and we all need a little help sometimes in getting out of our own way. This high achiever believes he is here to help people do just that, and he's written a book to show others how to break the cycle of self-sabotage, stop being a detriment to themselves, and how to help them sprint forward to that first step rather than to fear it. Joining us today out of Boston, Massachusetts, world traveler, real estate investor, life strategist, and author of the book, Everyone's an Idiot, welcome to the show, Cameron Denalis! Woo! All right, Cameron, let's do this thing. First of all, excellent choice in music for today. I'm a, I'm a huge Eminem fan, and you picked one of the greatest uh, songs in the greatest album, dude. Great choice. Yeah, yeah, it's a classic. I love him, and uh, I love pretty much he's my oldest favorite artist. Liked him since I was like in middle school. One cunning linguist that guy is. He's a, he's yeah. amazing <laughs> with, with what he does. Uh, speaking of, of, you know, word choice, everyone's an idiot. You got to walk yep. me through this, man. Like, uh, what were you thinking? What were you going through? How'd you, how'd you come up with that topic? You can't handle the truth. You're damn right. That's true. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's funny. So I wrote the whole book before I came up with the title for it. And it was, you know, trying to come up with a catchy, relatable, relevant title is one of the hardest parts. And uh, I was talking to my family about it and they were like, I was going on, I like to get kind of ranty sometimes, you know, I'll talk about, you know, people are stupid, life's dumb, everything's, you know, just backwards, ass backwards in a way. And uh, so one of my catchphrases growing up was just like, everyone's an idiot. I'll just, if you're like, everyone is just so stupid, everyone's an idiot. And I did it right then and there. My dad goes, there you go. There's your book title. There's right your book there. title. Here's your book <laughs> title. And I was like, oh my God, it works perfectly. 
Oh, dude. So there's a there's this saying that James always says that there's a country country song for everything. Him. Every time we come across everyone's an idiot type scenarios, hop on here. What do you say? God is great. Beer is good. People are fucking stupid. <laughs> we all are, man. We all make stupid mistakes. We all make choices that we we think are in our best interest, and then hindsight, we're like, oh damn, we messed up. But that that's part of the learning process. So so take me, you know, everyone's an idiot. Okay, you got my hook, you got my attention uh, on your book. What's in there? What's in there is is me and my life. And as you said in that very amazing intro, is you know, from, you know, 19 to like 25, 20 to 25, I, I figured out how to break the circular stupid and actually get into what real life is supposed to be. Uh, I talk about health in there. I talk about, you know, money and wealth in there. I talk about all sorts of things, but the, my main selling point, I guess you could say is mindset. You know, you can be the, the richest, strongest, fastest, smartest guy in the world, but if you don't have the correct mindset, it is going to go to waste. It's going to end in the toilet. You know, there's people, all of those things who are richer, smarter, and more everything than me who have failed simply because they let their mindset sink the ship that they were floating on. All right. Oh, you're right. And when you're right, you're right. And you, you're always right. You're always right. All right, I'll give you I'll give you that. I'll give you that. It is it is important. It is mindset. Uh, but before we even go any further, I know you'll get pushback, right? Because you're young. And and having a baby face, and one of the pushbacks you'll get is, well, you know, what kind of what kind of help did you get? Well, you know, what what does retirement actually look like? Well, I mean, you, what 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 life advice can you give me? You're only 25 years old. You get all kinds of pushback. Uh, so first, let's start off with the obvious one. How did you how did you retire by age 25? What did you do to get there? So yeah, that, I've gotten that uh, already multiple times, and it, it is a, a semi valid point, but. You know, at the end of the day, everyone's got something you can learn from, whether they're old, young or whatever. Yes. Um, but my my personal story is is fairly straightforward. You know, I went to I lived a fairly normal life, you know, zero to whatever, like 18. And then I graduated high school, didn't really know what to do, poked around a, a community college, you know, worked worked at a restaurant dishwasher for a long time. Um, I wanted to be I, I went to a, a police academy. I was going to try being a cop and then the. I didn't want to end up liking that. And then I tried uh, engineering, didn't end up liking that. So I tried all sorts of different things, realtor. And then um, I got pointed to the Air National Guard, which is like a lesser known. It's essentially just the National Guard for the Air Force. Uh, I ended up poking around there, checking it out. I liked it, signed up and shipped off within four months. And uh, between the months of January and July 2017, you know, I used that money and I, I saved up about 30 grand. And then I immediately used that to buy, put, made it into a down payment for uh, a, a multifamily house. And then I lived on one side, moved from, moved out of home at age 20 and then rented out the other side, which had my mortgage paid. At the same time, I went to school and worked at the, all at the same time and uh, worked at a bank for a year, got my associate's degree and just general, I was going for engineering, switched it to general studies, but then I kept, I, I kept my expenses low, lived frugally and bought my second multifamily house using the income from the bank and the military uh, to do it. To, so now I have two homes. And then at that point, the rental income I was making was enough to live off of. And my my job wasn't paying me that much, so I I, le I left it and decided to figure out something for myself. 
You know, that is not a complex formula, right? Like it's this really is really a, a 10, a 10, a 10, right? So yeah. what made you special then? I don't, I don't understand. You're single, you're young, you're inexperienced, you saved money and the bank just gave you money to buy property. Like, come on, man. Well, you gotta be pulling my chain here. How'd that work? So, so the, that's the thing is I'm not that special. I'm not that, you know, I didn't get any outside financial help. It simply was what, what helps supplement is they, they count the rental income, the, the expected rental income as income. So you can actually punch a little above your weight class. You know, if I'm making, you know, 30 grand a year and the houses can reasonably make 15, I'm technically making 45. That means I can get a, the bank is more likely to, to give a mortgage in that way. But no, truthfully, um, yeah, it's really that simple. It's just, you just got to live a certain way and not, not people, not many people are willing to make that sacrifice and live that way. They'd prefer them now. Let's talk a little bit about that sacrifice because, uh, you know, I, I said it, you know, in a, in a funny way, but being able to put that money aside requires a discipline, especially for someone at your age, right? Because at your age, I mean, you joined the Air Force, you were out to sea. I'm imagining this, how you saved 30 grand when you were when you're in the in the uh, uh, National Guard, right? You were you probably active duty, probably didn't have very many expenses. But you must have been tempted by everything that happens with all kinds of military personnel, right? There's got to be that lifestyle too. Well, yeah, the, yeah. You, oh. you didn't fall into the, I'm an E1 and I'm going to go buy a Dodge Charger. Like, there, good job. The stereotype is unfortunately uh, very true. Much to my surprise, I thought it was a joke and then I got in it. People were buying, you know, $300 new boots that, you know, you didn't need or... There was a strip club outside the base that people blow their money. There was some guy bought a $700 TV. And then in two months, he realized he's getting shipped off to Japan and he had to leave the TV behind. He sold it for like a hundred bucks. Uh, stuff like that. You know, just people, there was a bar on base. People went nuts, you know, like they, they blew through thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars or, or, you know, they got home, people got Jeeps or Infinities or, or literally Camaros and people wasted it all. Like we didn't have. Well, it's certainly more enjoyable than my average day. <laughs> yeah yeah it's, so it's true man it's true okay but it, it's because they're young you know like think about that like and and, and i want to know from your perspective because this is this always happens they're young right they, they just grad, graduated high school uh mom and dad probably didn't have or could afford a lot of the different things that they wanted in life you know uncle sam gave them a paycheck on the first and the 15th of every month they're putting money away now they have something of their own they're out on their own they want to you know they want to be able to do what they want to do and they make these choices uh, but then they look back right and and now you know at first when you're when you're first getting in the military and you're first comparing apples to apples your paycheck their paycheck it's all about the same and then you hit the fast forward button a little bit you haven't been blowing your money like they have you've been putting it away and now you put that money to work for you what's that do for your relationship what do what all of a sudden the people around you start looking at you a little bit differently start saying things a little bit different start asking you different types of questions what was that life like uh, i've been lucky to be blessed with good relationships throughout my life uh generally speaking so they haven't changed fundamentally too much however i have there's been very subtle changes you know people are asking me like hey how did you do it can we talk can i emulate something you've done and that's also what kind of pushed me to kind of jot my thoughts down and start writing and it, that's what ended up turning into the book but yeah the biggest the biggest um universal factor i'm finding is everyone wants to do it 
but no one has a plan for it. They just like expect it to happen or they'll stumble upon it. It's just like, no, you need to have dedicated and meaningful, reasonable plans to actually get these things you're looking for. It's not just going to happen. How did you, how did you come up with your plan? Like, is it something that you had in your background? Like, you know, is that something that your, your parents brought you up with? I'll give you an example. I'll tell, I'll tell you my story real quick, kind of short. Um, you know, the only thing I knew about money or we knew about money as kids growing up was that we didn't have any, we were, we were broke and we knew we were broke. Um, and the, the conversations about money in my household were very basic. It was like, look, this is how much money came in. This is where all the money's going. And look, there's a big fat goose egg at the bottom or, or a negative number or some small number at the end that says this is how much we have left over. Uh, we always did fun stuff. We always did fun stuff as a family, church events, camping, all kinds of stuff. But we just didn't really learn much about money. We kind of got a dabble in business because my dad always thought it was a good idea for us to be in some sort of business thing. He just didn't know much about it. And as we got older, it wasn't until we got to high school that he paid uh, somebody to come over, financial advisor to come over and sit down and talk to us about money. That was like the first formal education we got from it. And it sparked something that we, we've been doing for the last you know 20 years, essentially, after that. What was it like for you? Like, you know, you're you're in this situation, you're doing things differently than your peers. Was it your background? Was it, you know, your parents? Was it a life situation? How'd you get this mindset? Well, yeah, it'd be foolish to uh, not acknowledge, you know, childhood and upbringing because, of course, that plays a role in everybody. Uh, to give the short version of, I guess, my entire life, we were, I'd say, a, my family a little above average uh, in terms of just, you know, wealth and things. Uh, but unfortunately, around the age of 12, uh, my age of 12 and uh, the 2008 crisis, we pretty much did end up losing everything. Uh, we sold like everything. We ended up losing the house and we uh, we ended up at a friend's house. Um, I didn't really care uh, in my life at that point. I just we still had food and clothes and house. I mean, we lived that we lived in a you know a building, so I didn't really mind. But it certainly shaped the way I view security and money and finances. And as I grew and matured, I would just find more con like just stable, like planned, thought out, you know, methodical type financial planning. And to the point where like, yeah, I don't buy excess things I need. Like I had a, you know, the first couple of cars I had was like a thousand dollar 1990 Lexus or a 2003 Infiniti and like a 2007 Toyota Camry. Those are the only cars I've ever had, you know, they're not, they're not turning heads, but they get you to point A to point B. You know, I, I try to, you know, I make my own food. It's just like, it's just, you don't need, there's so much easy to spend excess on and it's just not necessary. And it really adds up. It sounds so lame when you say it, but it's really like, it's really, that's how it is, right? Like something as simple as, you know, I make my own lunch every day. Dude, that adds up. Like that's a huge amount of money, you want, right? You want to know what I find lame? Spending 40 hours a week doing some shit I don't want to do. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Dude, that's when you should have dropped the right. You're right. No, you're, you're, you're. Damn. Yeah, hit him in the gut with it, dude. Hit him in the gut with it. You're, you're absolutely right. You know, and we had a show the other day that we called, uh, you know, what it says about you when you hate Mondays and you love Fridays. You know, that whole idea of you are working for somebody else. You're working for this thing that you call money so that it can pay for a lifestyle that you have. There are other ways to generate income. Like you, you are at a point right now in your finance, the way you've described it, where financially you don't have to go to work if you don't want to. You can if you do, right? Um, I had a buddy that is in a very similar situation and he started to get very depressed. 
Like he didn't feel like he had purpose. He didn't feel like he was going anywhere. And one of the things I advised him was, look, if you feel like that, go get a job. Like it's not that you need the money, it's that you need a purpose to get up every single day. So you're young. You've hit the point where you don't have to go to work. What is your purpose? What's driving you? What's next in your future? So I definitely, uh, I got there too. After about two months, you know, you, after a little celebration period, I woke up and I was just like, what is the point? Yeah. And I, I started to get weird. And, you know, I started, you know, I decided to day drink that day, ended up, you know, going all day. How I ended up starting the book was, is I got like really upset, started like, again, ranty. And I went on my keyboard, I typed like a thousand or 2000 words of just me ranting, woke up. Like the next, like I couldn't, it was like 7 a.m. I hadn't gone to sleep yet. Wrote those things, went to bed, woke up at like two in the afternoon. Cause you know, it doesn't matter. Yeah. But then I kept, I kept going. I got to like 10,000 words and I was like, holy shit, there's something here. There's something mm. here. And that is what I spent the next, I spent like nine, 10 hours a day for the next like four months. And I wrote the whole book, uh, 60,000 words. So was it like, uh, do you feel it was, it was like therapeutic? Like you're in a point in your life where you were, you didn't really know what's going on, where you're going to go. You've like, people keep talking about this thing called life and these bills that you're going to have. And you're like, well, that's done. What's next? You know, like, what did you conclude when, when writing your book? Like, I feel like the book tells your story, but what did you get out of it for your future? It was extremely therapeutic. Don't get me wrong, but also a lot in there is, is to help people. I've decided that, you know, this is great and all for me and I'm certainly enjoying myself, but also what's kind of the point if you just take your, it selfishly to the grave. So it kind of helped me start my own business, which I have on camerondanalis.com as you have at the bottom here. But the entire thing is guided towards personal, like one-on-one -on -one advising or strat like I like to call it strategizing because you can, we talk, give me your situation and we'll come up with a strategy on how to make it better, be it mentally, physically, monetarily, or however. But yeah, the, the, the boredom led to the book, the book led to a lot. Of, I, I received such good feedback on it and that, that led to the business. And now it's all kind of one and the same. Dude, that's, that's awesome. Tell me a little bit about what I'm going to find on the website. What do I, what do I get there? What do I, what am I looking for when I go to your website, camerondenalis.com? So let's say you've read the book. It all like it makes a lot of sense. It applies to you, and you you know a lot of it's obviously generalized because it's a book. But if you want more, essentially, or if you're just stumbling upon the website and you just want to get going, uh, you you put in. I have a section there. You put in your name, email, and then just you type about yourself. You let me know, like a, a summary of like what your situation is, what you want to improve. And then I'll get back to you and then we'll do one-on-one -on -one hour long sessions. And basically until you want to be done and we'll, we'll help, we'll set goals. We'll meet the goals and come up with the most efficient and monetarily feasible way to get where you want to be. What about real estate uh, going forward for you? So you're, you're stepping into the coaching realm. You're showing people that, you know, I did it. I'm young. I did it. This is how I did it. And you can come along with me for the ride. And I'll show you how I, I got it done. What about your future real estate investments? You started doing a couple. I mean, what's in store for you? Are you going to jump into the Airbnb game? You're going to stick with the multi-units? Are you going to get into, you know, uh, 100 unit buildings or more? What's, what's the next thing for you? Uh, I've looked into the the big boys, like the you know 20, 30, 40 units. Uh, those are in the millions and millions of dollars. 
So I'm not quite there yet, but um, it's funny you ask. I actually might be, if I'm lucky, fingers crossed, might have a, a third one, third uh, duplex lining up. Been been uh, making some phone calls this week, and I might I might be getting lucky. Nice, nice. Just adding the duplexes. So um, for those who uh, are just getting into this real estate space, no, I'm 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 in real estate. I can talk real estate all day long, but I want to hear from you. What did you feel? Was it overwhelming when when somebody said, "Hey, maybe you should consider buying a place versus you going out and renting a place"? Was it overwhelming to go through the purchase process when it comes to real estate, especially dealing with aside from a single family home, you're dealing with multi unit, multiple doors, one to four. That is a great question. So um, it is it is overwhelming. It is a lot, but that so is everything that is worth doing, right? Like nothing, nothing that's good is easy, generally speaking. So I have never rented a place in my life. I went right from parents' house at 19 or 20 to, to a house. And it was, it was a nightmare. It was so many, you know, forms, uh, just, it took, it took like six months. There's so many people involved. There's so many hands in the pot and it's very inefficient. It's not cool. It's not fun. It's, it's very invasive, honestly, in a lot of ways, but at the end of the day, it's worth it. And, uh, even South Massachusetts is ranked 50th out of the 50 states worst places to be a landlord just because it's so stringent on the laws and the regulations and the this and that, like you just got to do everything right, which is good, but it's just, it's gotten so excessive and people take advantage of the laws. So I ended up taking many real estate classes on like how to do things right. Like legal, just, I spent tons of time and money, like preparing myself for this task. Like, People are like, oh, you just sit on your ass and collect money. It's like, sure, but also there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff that gets involved that you need to be at least semi-intelligent to wrap your head around. Well, let's let's do that real quick. Let's talk about some of those hiccups that you're going to see as you become an owner. Not so much, uh, well, partially a homeowner, but the other side is becoming a landlord because there's there's two different sides to that. I mean, one on on the one side, first of all, I commend you for educating yourself in the space that you're about to invest in because one of those things that I I, I it, it bothers me. People ask me, do you invest in, in crypto or NFTs? I'm like, well, I'm learning about those things, but I can't say I really invest in them because I only invest in things that I know, right? Yeah. And you didn't know real estate, but you dove in and you started to speak that language. Um, having that knowledge behind you, did it make the process a little bit easier? Did it make, uh, you know, conversating with agents, conversating with lenders and inspectors, did it make that whole process easier? So, yes. And obviously the, the biggest tool of our generation is, you know, the Internet, Google, YouTube podcasts. Uh, I know so many people that commend uh, bigger pockets. Their podcast is all real estate of all all measures. And that is just an invaluable source of information. Um, I funny enough, when I was working at the bank, one of the clients there was a, uh, a big real estate guy. And when no one was looking, I, I started to chat with him and I actually got his phone number. You're obviously, you know, not necessarily supposed to do that, but I was like, this guy is exactly, you know, who we need. So I got his phone number. I like, we chatted a little, he was like, Hey, why don't you come to this, this uh, little meetup that all like local investors go to. And I was like the youngest, dumbest, you know, green face guy in there. Perfect. Perfect. Right. And then I, I go, I go to these things, I get to talk and I, I meet realtors, agents, private money lenders, uh, mortgage people. And I'm, I'm just meeting all these people and networking. And I, you know, it was super uncomfortable, but you know, cause they're all like thirties, forties, fifties, sixties. And I'm like 20, but um, you know, establishing that network early on, having, getting the people's numbers and contacts and being like talking to them, Hey, is this good? Is this bad? 
is this stupid? What's the best practice for this? Networking is always has and will be the biggest power move you can do in any field really ever. Kudos to you, dude. Kudos to you. James and I had a very similar experience. Uh, we bought our first house when we were 20. And we didn't do the duplex. We just bought a house and rented out the rooms. But um, when we were when we were about 20, I think I had just turned 21. James was 20 at the time. We went and did a real estate training seminar. Uh, same type of thing. We showed up and we're the youngest kids. I mean, youngest in there. We're in a Vegas conference. James isn't even 21 yet. <laughs> Can't really gamble even though we're doing You know, he's walking around putting coins in the slot machines that's how old we are by the way uh the, the slot machines are still taking coins i was but, about to uh, say man you're aging us with that one coins yeah it was it was but it was one of the greatest learning experiences we ever had right and i think it's you know what what i what i try to explain to people is is real estate finance accounting taxes it's not really a thing other than more than it is a language because once you're, you know, yeah, you, you're learning the language and the fact that you went out and you met with people and you, you identified that you were the dumbest person in the room. Those are the best rooms to be in. Like those, that's exactly what you want to do. So kudos to you for that. Uh, and, and I mean, for your future, are you going to, are you going to stick to this real estate game? You thinking even considering about getting back into real estate as like representation or any part of real estate, or is it just on the investor side? Uh, I'll definitely, I'll probably do it a little bit forever. I don't know if I'll keep just get like a, a million different properties, but I'll always, I, I think I'll always have a little bit of everything forever simply because it's always, you know, a good hedge against like inflation and, and it's just, it's always been the world's best investment. But uh, yeah, I want to, Go back and comment on the, the dumbest guy in the room thing. It's just so many people are like, I don't know how to do this. You know, I'm uncomfortable. It's so overwhelming. I'm so nervous, anxious, whatever freaking adjective you want to use. Again, yes, that's that's the point. You can't you can't achieve greatness unless you go through extreme shittiness. You need it. Like it, it's it's part of it's it's a prerequisite prerequisite. I even I put that exact story and you know with more detail in the book itself. It's just you can't you can't surmount great success without surmounting great struggle. Yeah, you're absolutely. Yeah, and 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 anytime you hit an obstacle like that, the best thing about being the dumbest guy in the room is now you have the contact info of the smarter people in the room to ask for help, right? Like they, that, yeah. In school yeah. they call it cheating, in real life that's that's collaborating. That's exactly what you want to do. Yeah, they all and they all like, you know, looked at me and were like, Oh, look at this guy. And I was like, I'm talking to him. And they, they all like, liked me. They took me under their wing and like, they, again, they gave me their phone numbers. Like one of them is actually still my realtor to this day. And, you know, together we've made a lot of money. So like, they, you know, having those connections, you know, people pe like older people love seeing younger people do anything they're passionate about. Like there's more people out there than you realize who want to help you and like help you grow or even yeah. establish mutually beneficial relationships. Well, that, that last part right there where they're, they're excited, they're happy, they want to see you grow. There's so many connotations out there where they're like, well, I don't know any rich people. I don't know any real estate people. Oh, they're all X, Y, Z. They name whatever it is that they want to, you know, brandish people as. But most people who are successful at what they do, most people who are professionals want 
to help other people. Like they, they're they're asking for you to, to send them a text message, to ask them a question because it's mutually beneficial. They're a professional in the space. You're learning. We can, you know, the realtor that you're working with, that's to, to today. Like you're always going to reach out to them. That's additional commission on his side. And for you, it's knowledge that you didn't have that you can reach out and ask a question for with a, a simple text or a simple phone call, right? Yeah, and, and the best part about it, so... Uh, when I got to the thing, he 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 really he showed me that there was like a Facebook page. It's open to the public. The 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 meeting I was at, it was at a local bar or it was like a bar restaurant type thing. But the event was open to the public. Anyone can walk in. There's no restriction on age, money, nothing. It was just open door policy. Come talk. Come look at the powerpoints. Come whatever. And anyone can go. But it's just you got to find those things. You know, anyone. Isn't it funny how anyone can join the military. Anyone can get that first and 15 paycheck. Anyone can save money. Anyone can go and invest in real estate. Not very many people do. Cameron, you're crushing it, my friend. You are crushing it. If people want to get a copy of your book, if they want to reach out and talk to you, how can they do so? Um, so uh, on Amazon, I have uh, uh, the Kindle version, the ebook version, obviously, and uh, the paperback. Um, I will probably... I've got an audio book in production. I'm reading it myself. It's been a nightmare. It's, <laughs> it's taken a lot more time, money, and energy than realized, but it's almost done. So I don't know when this is coming out, but I'd say by, by the end of October, maybe mid-November, hopefully the latest. Um, contact me. Shoot me a message on Instagram, on my uh, website there. You can send me an email. Yeah. So that kind Sweet. of stuff. Darren, uh, I don't know. How, how many podcasts have you been on before? A couple, not a ton, but this is not my first. Okay, cool, cool. What was your experience like on our show? I had a great time. Uh, I what I love the uh, the little uh, cut-ins with the videos, like the funny things. Those I like those a lot. But yeah, this has been great. It's been a very natural, very good time. Sweet, my brother. All right, man. Hey, uh, real good luck to you, man. Uh, I want to make sure that you use us as a resource as well. We've had your episode 821. We've had over 650 people on the show, all kinds of different professions, CPAs. We've had marketing people, therapists, counselors, all kinds of different people, all kinds of different spaces. Uh, so you, as well as anybody listening, use us as a network. Uh, so if you have any questions, you want to connect with anybody for any of those professions, you know, feel free to reach out. I, I I wish I could go back and talk to people like you who are just as ambitious and, you know, talk about the different holes that we stepped in, the different mistakes that we've made to, you know, so to, to avoid those things. Cause that's really what the beautiful part of our show is, is that people come on and share their stories and talk about those things so that everybody else can learn from their mistakes and from their experiences and their wisdom. So, you know, if you ever need anything, feel free to reach out. Thank you very much for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. And dude, you are just getting started. Keep kicking ass, man, and taking names to infinity and beyond, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I love talking to people. Uh, you, you as well. If anyone, all idiots are not created equal. <laughs> I love that, Joe. All idiots are not created equal. <laughs> yeah, anyone feel free to reach out. I'm always, I'm always down to chat or whatever. Awesome, dude. Thank you very much. Enjoy the rest of your week, ladies and gents. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you guys on Monday. Peace. And we're out. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you looking to get more clients or to increase your income? Hernan, the Business Bro, can help you generate referrals through the power of podcasting. And James, the Insurance Bro with Pipeline Insurance, can help you effectively add insurance to your existing business. 
If you are ready to create wealth today and generational wealth for tomorrow, email businessbros at csfirst.com to schedule a free consultation or join the Business Bros Network, www.businessbros.biz.